What is happening, everybody? On today's show, Ole Miss, they add yet another wide receiver via the transfer portal. They're really adding a bunch of weapons for whoever wins that quarterback battle. Also, some other news around the conference, including the latest report on a potential pod system coming to the future of the SEC. Kentucky and LSU make some additions in their recruiting classes. And Tennessee baseball, officially SEC champs. Arkansas softball wins the SEC tournament. And 12 of the 13 SEC teams that play softball, they're heading to the postseason. All of that coming your way right now. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start... At Ole Miss, as Jalen Robinson played at Oklahoma in 2018 before transferring to UCF for 2020 and 2021 after sitting out 2019, he is heading to Ole Miss. He was injured last season, limited to just only six games, but in 2020, he was a star at UCF, recording 55 catches for almost 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. Now he is headed to the SIP. Robinson was a three-star athlete out of Fort Worth, Texas during the 2018 recruiting cycle. He ended up at Oklahoma. He's 5'9", 180 pounds, but he is fast. He hauled in a 70-yard reception versus Temple in that game two years ago. He can get after it. The Ole Miss receiving core now will feature Jonathan Mingo, who was last season's fourth-leading receiver, senior Dennis Jackson, who was last year's fifth-leading receiver, former Mizzou transfer Jalen Knox, Louisville transfer Jordan Watkins, Mississippi State transfer Malik Heath, uh, Western Kentucky transfer Dayton Wade, and they bring in four-star freshman Jeremiah Dillon, and now UCF's Jalen Robinson. So that is plenty of talent to go around for quarterbacks Jackson Dart and Luke Altmeyer. Whoever wins that battle, keep in mind you'll also have uh, USC tight end transfer Michael Trigg, who was a star of the spring game. So a lot of weapons there at Ole Miss. We will see uh, what role Jalen Robinson ends up playing for Lane Kiffin and his offense. Meanwhile, over at Auburn, they are getting a little defensive help. As Saturday night, Craig McDonald announced his commitment to the Tigers via the transfer portal. Craig is a former three-star prospect out of Minnesota who started his career at Iowa State, spent two seasons with the Cyclones, was a regular contributor last season, had 41 tackles and two interceptions last year. Auburn had just two defenders record multiple picks last season. One of those was Roger McCurry, who went the second round of the NFL draft. But uh, Craig McDonald will join an Auburn defense. They gave up 21 points per game last year, marked their rank 27th best in the nation. So we'll see what role Craig McDonald plays on this Auburn defense this coming season. Meanwhile, Matt Landers, he is 
heading on to his third team through the transfer portal. He started his career at Georgia, committed to Arkansas after he played last season at Toledo. He was third on the team in receiving. Landers turned heads at the end of last year when he helped kick off bowl season with a great start in the Bahamas Bowl with an 89-yard touchdown pass against Middles Tennessee State. Made 20 catches last season for over 500 yards and five touchdowns at Georgia. He spent two seasons at nine catches, including uh, two receptions for 27 yards against Arkansas in his only game of 2020. But with the Razorbacks, it will be a little bit of a reunion. Landers and several people in that Arkansas program who were previously at Georgia. Uh, Landers said the Hogs offered him a perfect situation to finish his college career around people he had known, including Sam Pittman, special teams coordinator Scott Fountain, and safety Latavius Brinney. He said, uh, really just a great fit, great organization, great offense coordinator, great receivers coach, and great staff. Like I said, just familiar faces. That's what Landers told 24-7 Sports. So we'll see what Matt Landers does for the Razorbacks this coming season. Over at Mississippi State, Jay Hampton was one of a few uh, Bulldog defenders to enter the transfer portal. Now the former three-star uh, recruit won't be going far for next season. He announced on social media he is heading to Southern Miss for this upcoming year. He was the number 112 cornerback in the class of 2021. In some recruiting news, four-star running back Trey Holly, he committed to LSU over the weekend. He rushed for uh, 7,800 yards and 108 touchdowns in four seasons of high school ball. He is LSU's fifth commitment for the 2023 class thus far, and second in-state pledge of that group. LSU has also got wide receiver Omarion Miller and added commitments uh, tight end Mac Markway, defensive back Michael Daughtry, and defensive back Ryan Yates. Over at Kentucky, they're adding another piece via the transfer portal. On Friday, Zion Childress announced he is joining the Kentucky Wildcats after starting his career at Texas State. He was a member of the Sun Belt Conference. He turned into a leader of that Texas State defense. Uh, signing was made official by Kentucky on Saturday. Head coach Mark Stoops, very complimentary about Childress, saying we're excited to have Zion be part of our program. He played two years at Texas State, was a proven defensive starter in the Sun Belt. He has a chance to come in and really contribute to our teams, uh, our team because he's so versatile. He's young, athletic. He can play multiple spots on our defense. He will be immediately eligible. We'll have three seasons of eligibility remaining. Now, on the recruiting front for Kentucky, they picked up another commitment on Saturday in an in-state prospect that they're keeping home. Tommy Zeismer, a three-star edge prospect out of Danville, Kentucky. He announced his commitment to the Wildcats over offers from Tennessee and Purdue. He's the number six player out of the state of Kentucky, number four, 44 edge prospect in the country. So Kentucky now has uh, commitments from four of the top 10 prospects in the state of Kentucky for the 2023 cycle. Their highest ranked commitment is currently four-star wide receiver Shamar Porter out of Nashville. Over at Texas A&M, there's uh, some reports out there that uh, came out of uh, Horns 24-7 over the weekend, saying that the SEC will institute a pod-style alignment when the Longhorns and Sooners come into the SEC. That report included the additional context 
that the Aggies are seeking to avoid getting placed in the same pod as Texas. A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork responded to the story, tweeting a couple of laughing emojis on social media, referenced the word sources, and finished off with a facepalm emoji. Needless to say, sounds like uh, more of a wild rumor, but a report like that is odd to see as reinstating a regular Texas-Texas A&M rivalry is what a lot of people are expecting with Texas coming to the SEC. Uh, Longhorns also have just one season above eight wins, so the idea that the Aggies would be scared of them, I, I don't know if that's such a uh, you know realistic thing. But look, Oklahoma and Texas, when they get to the SEC, going to be a lot of fun, going to be some rivalries renewed, but come on, A&M and Texas have to play every year in every sport. That's a rivalry we need renewed. And lastly, Lane Kiffin. Always Johnny on the spot to grab some attention away from other SEC schools. Uh, Nick Saban got the college football world talking on his appearance on Paul Feinbaum on Friday, sharing that he would like to see a return to parity in the sport. He said, quote, one of the things I like to see us be able to work back to is everything in college football has always had parity. Scholarships, academic support, health care, whatever it is. I don't think we have that balance right now, which could affect the parity of college football and college athletics as a whole. Now, reaction from the college football world. A lot of people talking about Saban's dominance at Alabama saying parody. Uh, Lane Kiffin chimed in, even sharing a couple of questions, jokingly wondering if Saban was feeling okay. In a second tweet, Kiffin quote-tweeted a chart of Alabama's win streaks and asked Feinbaum if he could share the definition of parody with Nick Saban. So Lane Kiffin always willing to jump in and uh, steal some attention away from some other SEC schools. We'll get some more news around the conference in just a second. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. I want to remind you about our friends at Built Bar, and they have got a delicious flavor out there right now. It is the Birthday Cake Puffs. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and, frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I was eating these over the weekend. Um, Certainly delicious. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, only 9 grams of sugar. It's a limited-time flavor. It is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. I'm telling you right now, never had anything like this before. The birthday cake puffs available right now, and we can't promise it will be there tomorrow, so you need to go get them right now. Go to Built.com right now. When you go to checkout, make sure you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off over at Built.com, and make sure go try these birthday cake puffs I guarantee you they will be a delicious treat for the start of the summer. Roll along here, locked on SEC, and I want to jump right back into it because we still got some more news to hit on going around the conference as uh, we got to start over at Kentucky. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Kentucky today, but Chris Rodriguez appeared to be uh, complicating his off-field legal matter by not attending court on Friday. Kentucky has now released 
a statement on the situation explaining there was a scheduling issue with Chris Rodriguez's attorneys who were to attend on his behalf. According to a local news station, a warrant was issued for the arrest of Chris Rodriguez after he did not show up to court Friday for an arraignment hearing. On Sunday, Rodriguez, or Sunday a week ago, Rodriguez was stopped by Kentucky police. The arrest reports Rodriguez faces charges of careless driving, no tail lamps, and operating a vehicle under the influence of alcohol after refusing a test. Kentucky released a statement to the media last week uh, about Chris Rodriguez, explaining his court absence was due to a scheduling mistake with his attorneys. The statement says Rodriguez was advised to not attend because his attorneys would attend on his behalf. Rodriguez earned first-team All-SEC recognition from the AP last year is entering his redshirt senior season at Kentucky. High expectations for Chris Rodriguez this season, but man, got to get the off-the-field stuff figured out. Everybody makes mistakes, but uh, man, follow up with your attorneys. If they're going on your behalf and you're not going to show up, make sure they are there and uh, taking care of this thing for you. Man, what a uh, ugly situation for an otherwise really upstanding football player. Over at Auburn, man, it has been a uh, crazy offseason for Auburn. And look, fan expectations rising this year with Brian Harson. Uh, Tigers decided to stay with Harson, and now they are trying to improve after a disappointing end to the season. On the Paul Feinbaum show this past week, Auburn Athletic Director Alan Green talked about how the tumultuous offseason made them even stronger. He said, look, every school has challenges that they have to work through, and ours happen to be played out in the media. I'm thankful that the school went through a good process and it came out that there was nothing more, I guess, the tweets or whatever the social media things that were out there. So there's difficult times. I think they build character. I'll tell you, our team is closer than they've ever been. Our coaching staff closer than they've ever been. And we are hungry. Will Auburn bounce back after the disappointing end to last season and all the moves that happened this offseason from coaches leaving to tons of guys hitting the transfer portal we will see, but it is all on Brian Harson to turn this thing around. And a lot of Auburn fans think he can. A lot of Auburn fans have high expectations, and they think Auburn is going to be much better under Brian Harson this year with his new coaching changes. In SEC baseball news, the Tennessee Volunteers, officially SEC champs, Tony Vitello's squad clinched the regular season SEC baseball title on Friday night after they beat Georgia 9-2 and Arkansas fell to Vandy. Vols uh, improved to one of the best records in school history. It's the program's fourth outright SEC regular season championship in school history. First since 1995, uh, Tennessee won eight of nine uh, conference series coming into this weekend. They opened SEC play with sweeps of South Carolina, Ole Miss, Vandy, and Missouri. Very impressive. The uh, SEC tournament is coming up on May 24th to uh, what some of the other teams did this weekend. I did want to give a shout-out to Tim Elko at Ole Miss. He had a stretch going without a home run, and that ended in Baton Rouge this weekend. He homered in each of Saturday's doubleheader uh, in Baton Rouge against LSU as Ole Miss took all of those games. But in the first game, he homered in the top of the fifth to give the Rebels a 5-2 lead. In the second game, he opened the scoring in the top of the first with a bullet to the opposite field. So uh, his home run... Uh, there was part of 10 unanswered runs for Ole Miss in the second game, but with two home runs, Elko now has 19 for the season, 41 for his career, and that moves him into a tie for second place on Ole Miss's all-time home run list. So 
Ole Miss sweeps LSU. That's bad news for the Tigers, as that means they will very likely not be uh, hosting a regional now. We'll see how next weekend plays out for them against Vanderbilt. But the other games going on around the conference, Tennessee, they took two out of three against Georgia. As we mentioned, they uh, Tennessee SEC regular season champs. Uh, South Carolina, they took two out of three against Kentucky. Florida, they took two out of three against Mizzou. Vandy took two out of three in Arkansas. What a big series win for Vandy out in Fayetteville. So big, big win for Vandy starting to uh, kind of turn the tide here. A&M, they had a series sweep of Mississippi State and College Station. They, uh, red hot A&M under Coach Jim Schlossnagel. Who thought that they would be, you know, a lot of people expected them to finish bottom of the SEC West this year. But they have found some pitching. They have found some hitters. And Jim Schlossnagel is a heck of a coach. But if he's got A&M already competitive in year one, man, wait till he starts getting some recruits and some transfers in there. A&M is going to be a problem for other teams in the West. Uh, Auburn, they won the uh, first two games against Alabama. Now, Sunday's game was suspended due to weather. It was a 1-1 game. And eventually, Auburn announced with travel restrictions, the game was ruled a no contest. So, Auburn, an interesting one, not playing, not finishing that game. We have one more weekend of SEC baseball, and the West is still up for grabs. Arkansas and A&M are both tied at 17-10 and 10 in the conference. Auburn is just behind them, but man... It would have been nice for Auburn to complete that sweep of Alabama, and they'd be right there knocking on the door. But going to be a little bit difficult now. They're going to have to hope for uh, hope for some help going into next weekend. But uh, in the East, obviously Tennessee already won that a couple weeks ago. But Vandy and Georgia, uh, they're right there with Florida right behind both of them. All those teams still battling for second place in the East, so that is up for grabs this weekend. And certainly, who's going to host a regional? Host sites, all that kind of stuff, still up in the air. So a lot to still be determined in the SEC baseball world. And there you have it. That is the latest in SEC baseball. Our final segment, we're going to touch on SEC softball because uh, it is ridiculous how good the SEC is in softball and when almost literally every team in the SEC is getting into the postseason, that means you're dominant. We're going to touch on that in just a second. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. I want to remind you about our partners at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including uh, this year's NBA playoffs, which are exciting as heck, coming down to the wire. Uh, Major League Baseball, we're over a month in now. They got fights, even next season's NFL uh, futures. They got some college football stuff as well, Heisman, all that kind of stuff. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device, learn about all the trends and action. BetOnline.net. Go ahead and bookmark it in your phone. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Along here, locked on SEC, and the field is set for the NCAA softball postseason. Look, for those of you who don't keep up fully with SEC softball, uh, Vanderbilt does not play. So, we've got 14 schools in the SEC in softball, only 13 compete in softball. So, Vandy does not. 
12 of the 13 schools from the SEC made the postseason. It is unbelievable how dominant this conference is. Really, really impressive stuff. But the field is set for the postseason. The bracket reveal came out Sunday night. And let me just give some uh, props first before we get into the bracket. Arkansas, it is the year of the hog in the SEC. Arkansas took home the regular season and SEC tournament championship in softball. They shut out Missouri 4-0 on Saturday to win the title. The real story in the championship and throughout the SEC tournament has been on the mound. Shanice Dels uh, went the distance in the title game, going seven shutout innings without issuing a walk. She scattered two hits while striking out five. In three tournament games, the Razorbacks outscored their opponents 11-1. She was awarded tournament MVP after going the distance in two of the wins. She finished with 12 strikeouts and a lone earned run across 14 innings pitched. So, unbelievable what Arkansas has been doing on the mound. But speaking of Arkansas, they were named the number four national seed. So, they are going to host the Fayetteville Regional. They will play host to Oregon, Wichita State, and Princeton in the Fayetteville Regional. So, Arkansas are going to try to keep this train rolling. Behind them, Alabama, the number six national seed. They will play host to Stanford, Murray State, and Chattanooga, all coming to Tuscaloosa. Tennessee, they are in as the number 11 seed. They will host the Knoxville Regional. They will take on Campbell, Oregon State, and Ohio State. That is a tough draw for them in that regional. Florida, they're the number 14 seed. They will host the Gainesville Regional. They will face Canisius, Wisconsin, and Georgia Tech. Wisconsin going to be a really tough team for Florida to face in that regional. Missouri, they're the last of the national uh, seeds. Missouri is the number 15 seed. They will play host to Missouri State, Arizona, and Illinois. Arizona, very dangerous team for Mizzou. So those are the uh, top 16 seeds uh, hosting Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, and Missouri. Now, a bevy of other LSU team or uh, SEC teams that are going to head on the road. LSU, they will head to the Tempe Regional with host and eight-seed Arizona State. Really, really good team. Uh, that regional will include San Diego State and Cal State Fullerton. So, a lot of West Coast teams with LSU in the mix. Ole Miss, they are going to head out to the West Coast as well. They will play the Los Angeles Regional with host and five-seed UCLA, along with Loyola Marymount and Grand Canyon. Uh, Kentucky, they're going to head over east to the Blacksburg Regional, where Virginia Tech is the number three national seed. They will also meet Miami of Ohio and St. Francis. Mississippi State, they will head down to the Tallahassee Regional to face Florida State, USF, and Howard. Texas A&M got in. A lot of people were wondering if the Aggies would punch their ticket. They do get in, but they face the toughest test. They will head to Norman, Oklahoma, uh, with top seed Oklahoma, who has just been running roughshod over everybody paired in that regional with Prairie View A&M and Minnesota. But the Aggies, hey, at least you're in. You punch your ticket. Now let's see what you can do. Auburn, they will head over to the Clemson Regional to face Clemson, who's been really good in the ACC this year. Louisiana, uh, ULL's always in the mix and always pretty good. And UNC Wilmington. So that's who Auburn's got to face and lastly, Georgia will head over to the Durham Regional to face host Duke, as well as Liberty and UMBC. So there you have it. 12 of the 13 SEC teams that play softball 
have all punched their tickets and are heading to the postseason. Really, really impressive stuff. And just shows how dominant the uh, SEC is in just about every sport. I mean, wait till you see baseball. I think you're going to have a lot of teams from the SEC there. But, I mean, is there any sport where we talk about literally 90%, 95% of the SEC makes the postseason? It's just, it's incredible. And and it's well-deserved. It's they play... Some of the best softball um, in the country is played in the SEC and some of the most dominant teams when you talk about Alabama and look at what Arkansas just did. Missouri had a nice run. Tennessee, unbelievable year for SEC softball. So well-deserved to all those teams. And congrats. Looking forward to watching them all in action over the next couple of weeks. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks to all of you for listening and making us your first listen every day. We're also on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to YouTube.com, search Locked on SEC. You can do so on your YouTube app. Hit subscribe. Give us a follow. We're trying to get to 1,000 follows there, and uh, we're going to have tons of great, unique content coming to you as we head into the summer months to get ready for football season. So make sure you subscribe to Locked on SEC on YouTube. And go make your second listen. If you make us your first listen, you can check out some of the other great podcasts like Locked On Bama, Locked On Razorbacks, Locked On Vols, some great, great podcasts across the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys later this week right here on Locked On SEC.